Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. I don't normally do this kind of thing, but in this case, I think it is a life or death situation. And I do hope you put this message on air. Not too long ago, I was diagnosed with COVID, and although I was doing everything I could to survive at home and didn't want to ever have to go to a hospital about it, when I couldn't wake up and so on. My husband felt the need to save my life and brought me to a hospital. I didn't feel that they were being very good to me, so we left, and he helped me at home, and then once again felt the need to bring me to a different hospital. At first, they were very nice, but it didn't take too long where they started to became very mean. And I had an experience, an experience that was like, having one from a Holy Spirit one night, and it looked, I mean, I was seeing something white and getting a message of get up, and at that moment, I knew I had to leave that hospital. They weren't making it easy. I'm like, what are you doing, Ryan, jail? Why can't I just leave? They weren't making it easy. But now that I am out, I want to tell you, I think those of us who are soldiers, who are true believers in Jesus Christ of the Bible need to be ready for a war because I think it's coming very soon. I don't think we know, we all knew it was coming soon, but I think it is very, very soon. So wake up, be ready, and don't let anything stop you. In Jesus' name, this message is done. And welcome to Stand Up For The Truth. That was a voicemail re- we received. I hope you were able to understand most of that. It's That sounds like an elderly woman, doesn't it? Well, that was a young woman, I believe in her 30s, if I'm not mistaken. She was going from one uh, hospital to another trying to get treatment, trying to get help. And we are in a war, friends, and now it has turned into uh, really the vaccinated and unvaccinated. We've got problems with the health care industry. These voicemails come in and we our hearts go out to them. We edited out her name and where she was from and her phone number. And we just wanted to share that with you, the kind of people that are struggling in this um, th- this new climate of misinformation. They, and, you know, the wrong people are being accused of misinformation, by the way. Um, and I, I want to just give you some headlines before we get to today's guest, Tony Garule, and we're going to catch up with him and talk about radical truth. Some headlines, 58% of voters say media are enemy of the people. Now, that's almost 60%, and this just isn't people, uh, those just aren't people that say, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to change my media Resources. I'm going to go to a different source. I'm going to get information elsewhere. These are people who now say the media is complicit. The media, generally, the Marxist mainstream liberal progressive media in America are an enemy of the people. So now 58%. This is according to Rasmussen Reports. Next headline, COVID vaccines. This is an amazing story over at childrenshealthdefense.org. COVID vaccines causing miscarriages cancer, and neurological disorders among military, Department of Defense data shows. Look up that article. Don't have time to get into it. And uh, here's a fascinating story over at naturalnews.com. By decloaking the demons running the global depopulation campaign, just telegraphed their exact plans for 2022 through 2024. That's over at naturalnews.com. And we posted something on our Facebook page, Stand Up For The Truth. Um, Crash did, and he's in the studio right now. And the result, we got an information, a little email warning from, uh, I think it was Facebook, 
your page's advertising access has been restricted. Well, we've known that. It's been restricted for years, but now they've restricted the account. Um, the account has been restricted. And Crash, if you can just chime in here real quick, we posted a truthful story. And even the USA Today, I should say USA Astray, because um, they're, they're liberal, they're gone, far left for years. They said it wasn't true. What was the story and that caused this? It's what's going on in Madison right now when they're, they're talking about uh, removing the electoral votes, elect, uh, the electors out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It was just a story from the Gateway Pundit mm. and Newsweek as well. Wow. Two, two, two different versions of it because uh, what Gateway Pundit was reporting on was several resources. Okay. And uh, Facebook said since USA Today said this is fake, <laughs> we've been restricted. Okay, thank you. For 90 days. 90, oh, okay. Well, then we'll get another 90 days on top of that. So please go. You have to physically go to our Facebook page. You will not see it in your news feed. We've been shadow banned for about eight years so go to Stand Up For The Truth in the search, Stand Up Wisconsin, in your search on Facebook to get to our page. You will not see our news feed. Maybe 20 or 30 of you. We've got like 24, 25,000, maybe more than that by now, that like or supposedly follow our page, but they don't see our posts. So um, one more thing um, before we get going. Uh, four days left in my uh, January book offer. Again, I'm not making any money off this, but I sure am getting some books moved out from cases and boxes that I have. You can get all four books for $35 plus postage. So you can get a hold of me here, 800-979-9010, or comments at standupforthetruth.com. Comments at standupforthetruth.com. All four books for $35. Four more days. That's a January offer. And there's information in today's podcast post. Now, to our guest, Tony Garule. Um, he's got some great programs. I just watched uh, a replay of one of his past episodes that really rocked my world and reminded me what issues we have with uh, anti-Christian worldviews and movements coming against the truth and impacting, infesting America. Tony is the vice president of Radical Truth. It's a 501c3 Christian ministry focusing on proclaiming the truth, sharing the gospel, exposing Islam. He's a full-time missionary, speaker, and trainer, and he hosts Radical Truth, the TV show and podcast. Tony, thank you for coming back on Stand Up For The Truth. Dave, it's always great to hang out with you and your audience. Yeah, so thank you for your patience as we uh, just read some headlines and got through some business at the beginning here. But I want to get an update in your ministry, because I don't think we've talked for about six months. And we have, thankfully, I mean, we're, we're seeing record numbers this week alone in podcast downloads and website hits, and we've only praised God for that because we are censored as a ministry, shadow banned, suppressed, whatever word you want to use to define it, by the one-party big tech media conglomerate. So, uh, Tony, what's been going on with Radical Truth? Reintroduce your ministry to our newer listeners, please. Well, just like you, Dave, we've been shadow banned on all the most popular social media platforms. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. There was a a time on Facebook when we were reaching 50,000 people a week. And shadow banning kicked in, and yep. guess what? Now we're reaching 5,000 a month. Hmm. It is crazy. Yeah. So this was when our website was broken on the back end. We were just having issues with it. It has been rebuilt. Go to RadicalTruth.net, not .com, not .org, .net, because that's the one place that we have control of, and that's where you will find all the links to our video platforms, podcast platforms, and all the other free stuff, resources, etc. And the Lord's blessed the effort, Dave. I mean, right around mm-hmm. the time of the lockdown is when our podcast and TV show started. And that means that in the last two years, we've now had downloads of our podcast in 58 different countries Praise throughout God. the world. Praise God. That's awesome. So he is, he is blessing the effort, and <laughs> I pray that he continues to bless your ministry and so you and thank I are you. definitely on the same team. Yeah, thank you. We have to be reminded, Tony, and this is hard for me because, because sometimes, you know, you can tend to get too carried away by the numbers. Um, we, it's, it's quality, not quantity. And we, we are definitely reaching the remnant and we are reaching the people that God wants us to reach. He's not pacing because God's not up there going, oh, my goodness, there's censorship in America and Christian ministries are being <laughs> silenced. Well, welcome to uh, the New Testament church, right? And uh, 
in uh, the Bible. But yeah, they were being silenced, persecuted, and it's coming here. And by the way, the new article over at Harbinger's Daily, friends, I encourage you to check it out. Bible on Trial, Speaking Truth and Scripture is now hate speech. And we're not talking about uh, London. We're not talking about uh, Finland, although there's a woman on trial, literally on trial, for sharing a scripture out of Romans 1. She's on trial over in Finland for speaking what the biblical truth is about homosexuality. So, But in North America, Canada, uh, on uh, conversion therapy, so-called, uh, pastors are being fined or sentenced. Some of them have been imprisoned, and it's come to North America. Tony, just briefly, about 4,000 pastors uh, preached a couple weeks ago on sexual, uh, on biblical sexuality, uh, according to the Bible, what the Bible says about creation, gender, sexuality, and that would include Romans 1, that would include Genesis 1.27, God made them male and female. Well, those sermons have been taken down by YouTube because they've been labeled, quote, hate speech. So we are in a very different place now as far as the intolerance of the Christian worldview, and there's a lot of things happening at the same time. Your specialty has been, you're an expert on Islam and evangelism and uh, witnessing to Muslims, and so we haven't heard a lot about Islam in America. I mean, I'll ask you about this story, um, uh, the the Texas synagogue, a hostage taker. We'll talk about that in a minute, Tony, but on your program Radical Truth. I saw a rerun on NRB recently. I recorded it. It, it was a f- to me. It was phenomenal. And most of our listeners are not aware of the background and history, how far back it goes as far as um, Islam infiltrating America from the government to the the school system, public university to the corporations to our culture. And I would love for you to speak to that for some of our listeners that maybe aren't familiar with uh, how it's got to where we are now. Dave, the Islamization of America has been taking place for a long time. However, it hasn't been people on people's radars. Mm-hmm. Of course, after 9-11, a bunch of people were like, oh, wow, what's this Islam thing? What's this all about? <laughs> and, and so on. But basically, that just kind of woke up the West to Islam according to Muhammad. Now, why don't I just say Islam? Because, you know, if you ask different Muslims out there, uh, what does Islam teach? What do you believe, etc.? You may hear different things from different people. But if you go and ask different Christians who say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I read the Bible. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. You ask them fundamental questions. You may hear different answers, too. And that's why you always want to go back to the primary sources themselves. What was Christianity according to Jesus, not according to your neighbor who's a nominal Christian? What is Islam according to Muhammad, not according to your nominal Muslim neighbor who was born in America, loves America, would never want to live under Islamic law? Mm -hmm. So what was Islam according to Muhammad? That's what we focus on. And at Radical Truth, we proclaim truth, share the gospel, and expose Islam. We are focused on the gospel overall, obviously, Mm -hmm. and we defend the Christian faith when necessary via apologetics, as we are told in 1 Peter 3.15. But at the same time, we've realized, and we let other Christians know, you cannot find a bigger mission field than Muslims, Mm. because 1.6 billion people, yes, about a quarter of the world population, are Muslims. Now, thankfully, many of them don't follow Islam according to Muhammad, and only about maybe 15%, 20%, maybe 25 tops of Muslims in the world actually even understand Arabic. But the majority of Muslims in the world are more focused on orthopraxy and what are you doing? Are you following the five pillars? Are you praying five times a day? Are you fasting during Ramadan? Are you Have you made a trip to Mecca, which they all try to do in their life? And are you, um, you know, number one is the Shahada. That's what someone says to become a Muslim. So technically that's the first one. That's not something that they continually do. You become mm-hmm. a Muslim one time. But, you know, praying five times a day fasting during Ramadan, giving money to uh, charity, quote-unquote, or almsgiving, and then the Hajj. So, uh, you know, we want to know Islam according to Muhammad, and if you're conversant in that, and you talk with your Muslim neighbor, your Muslim co-worker, uh, a random Muslim you've, you meet at the grocery store, which I've shared a story about, 
they will respect you more if you've taken the time to learn what they believe. Hmm. And at RadicalTruth.net, we have a ton of resources. We have a 20-hour Apologetics to Islam training series, which will equip the average Christian to reach the average Muslim. And when you go through it, you're going to have a ton of info. It's free to download the podcast, the entire 20 hours. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And you can also watch the 20-hour series. We also have a physical copy of it. If you go to our website, make a donation of $25 or more and say, hey, please send me a DVD set. We will mail it to you for free. And you'll have a hard copy to use for a Sunday school or Bible study or just in-home study or to borrow, you know, let a friend borrow, whatever. Hmm. But we want to get Christians equipped to reach Muslims. So you can't find a bigger mission field. And at the same time, as you know, Dave, (laughs) you and I have have talked a number of times over the last two years since the first lockdown happened. (laughs) And a lot of people who were concerned about Islam are like, man, maybe I should be be worried more about communism instead. Mm. And a lot of people have shifted towards socialism and communism as far as their main concern. And those are uh, legitimate concerns. Mm. And now, obviously, world events has caused us to do a number of episodes on COVID mm. and all the stuff surrounding that that you don't find in the mainstream media. But at the end of the day, our goal is the gospel. And that's what we continue to share with everyone. Amen. We'll get back to that. But you were sharing something before we got on the air of uh, some people going to get um Life insurance benefits or, or, or insurance after someone dies? Could you uh, refresh my memory on that? I think that's an important point and very relevant to what a lot of people have experienced. I've seen a number of news <laughs> stories where someone has died and then their beneficiaries contact the, 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 per, the life insurance company who had the policy with the person who died. Mm-hmm. And when the insurance finds out that the person who died took an experimental injection, which the mainstream media likes to call a vaccine, quote unquote, uh, it'd be probably more accurate to call it a clot shot, a Fauci, ouchie. Uh, you, you should call it a whole lot of other things. It is not a vaccine. <laughs> there is no dead germ in there that causes your body to actually build up an immuno response to it. It's not the case. It's an experimental injection. You have the free will to say no, but if you say yes, then you have chosen freely to be part of an experimental medicine or experiment, you know, medical experiment. And uh, apparently there are insurance companies out there, life insurance policies who say, oh, uh, no money for you because in the policy, it says that you cannot partake in a medical experiment or again, experimental medicine, whatever technical terms is used there. Wow. There's been a number of news stories about this, of people saying, Hey, red flag, people need to know this if you choose freely to go and get an injection. Wow, just astounding some of the things that we are learning, Tony. And by the way, what, one of the questions we are going to continue to answer during this podcast, where can you get the truth on some of these extremely important issues and, of course, from the biblical worldview? We've got 200 of uh, them resources listed at standupforthetruth.com under the R. Uh, it's alphabetized for you. Radical Truth is number one right there under the R category with Tony Garulig. If you want to go to StandUpForTheTruth.com, upper left-hand corner, there's one word you need to click on. That's all you need to know. Bookmark this. It simply says resources. We need to get the truth out. We need to trust in certain uh, sources that are unbiased, that are willing to look at both sides, that are willing to, to really serve the public instead of serving special interests like the mainstream media and others. So, friends, we've got to drop some of those. As we, I read that media uh, report from Rasmussen that uh, people now see the media as an enemy, as an enemy of the United States uh, citizens. So, um, Tony, we only have a minute and a half left in this segment. I don't want to open up uh, another topic, but we're going to get to a book that you mentioned on your one of your episodes that you actually did, did a four-part series on that's going to soon be available at Radical Truth. And that book, I just want to reference it here before we take a break. It's by Sherry Behrens, who has had numerous death threats. We're talking high security, and you couldn't even get her on your podcast, which is really surprising for me on your program, so I won't even try to reach out to her. But uh, the book is called An American Woman Living in Egypt, Life During an Islamic Takeover. Before we just got a minute left, Tony, I'll just let you share your first reaction, your response when you picked up the book or heard about her story. I actually saw her on social media back before she got 
totally shadow banned everywhere. Mm. Her name is Sherry Berenz. She lived in Egypt for at least two or three decades. Wow. And she lived there under the Arab Spring. And if that sounds familiar mm-hmm. to some of you, it's because it, it was back around, what, 20, or, yeah, 20, uh, 2008, uh, 2009-ish, around that time. And that was when you were seeing on the news just all kinds of uh, rioting and stuff going on, saying, oh, look, you know, these people are just wanting freedom and all that stuff. That was what the propaganda mainstream media was giving you. However, what was happening is it was a coup and an Islamic takeover in Egypt by the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm. And Sherry Berenz is an expert on Islamic, and she lived in Egypt for multiple decades. Her book is called, like you said, Life During Islamic Takeover. Is this a subtitle? A woman living, uh, American woman living in Egypt. Now, we did a four-part series on this amazing book back in October of 2020. It's episodes 24, 25, 26, and 27. Okay. Watch the videos on any of our video platforms that we're on or other people's video platforms that we're on or listen to the podcast on any of the podcast platforms that we're on. But this book contains a day-by-day diary account of an Islamic takeover. And it was crazy to see how much this had parallels in America. Mm. So buy the book, but watch, listen to episodes 24, 25, 26, and 27. 24, 25 or Life During an Islamic Takeover, part one and two. Episode 26 is called BLM Islamists and Red-Green Revolutions. Wow. And then episode 27 was called Fair Election or Fraud Election. And each one of them contain contain more recent news stories and how that ties in to what she saw over a decade ago in Egypt. Okay, great. We're going to get back to that when we come back from our break. Tony Garulli is our guest today. The website, RadicalTruth.net. And I I saw one of those podcasts or one of the programs you did, Tony, and uh, man, I just wanted more because there's some of that that I forgot. Some of the history, we'll talk about that. Touch on Arab Spring, we'll talk about what's on your heart as well as we continue to stand up for the truth. Coming right back. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. I just want to read a description from episode number 26 uh, Radical Truth with Tony Garule, BLM, Black Lives Matter. And I always like to say Marxist-driven Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. I hardly ever and almost never say just Black Lives Matter. You've got to put it, in, describe it for what it is. BLM, Islamists, and Red-Green Revolutions. It says, in communist countries, Muslims are persecuted. In Islamic countries, non-Muslims don't hold power. So if the end goal of both ideologies are incompatible, why are they working together here in America? So learn this vital information and then share it. It's in episode 26. Tony, you want to uh, describe that or elaborate just a little bit more before we get back in uh, talking to some about some points about uh, Sherry's book? As I've said before, Dave, when it comes to the socialist, Marxist, communist, etc., red in America, and the green, which is the Islamists. Uh, if people look around, you'll notice, and it'll give you many uh, examples in this episode, of them working together to overthrow and change the West. Mm-hmm. Now, if we see the Uyghur Muslims persecuted in China, and we don't see communists in power in Islamic countries, and why is that? Because as Vladimir Lenin said, the goal, the, the goal of socialism is communism. Mm-hmm. And socialism is being spread here in the West, but you have to know that communism is the end goal. And communism is anti-God, anti-religion. What Muslim is going to ultimately put up with that? They will not. Mm-hmm. And so neither ideology is, is ultimately compatible in the end. They are working together in the West. As I've said before, Dave, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So <laughs> even though they will not work together forever, and at, at some point they're going to turn on each other, they are working together because they both want the West to change. The Islamists want the West Islamized, and the Red wants the West to be no God. And 
All we need to do is look to countries under communism and look to countries under Islamic law to know the end goal of each ideology. And that's why, Dave, we did another uh, interesting two-part series that people should watch or listen to, and it was called Islamic Fascism Part 1 and 2. Now, why isn't Islamic communism? Because, again, communism is anti-God. But Islamic fascism has been happening for a long time. There are fascist roots found in 7th century Islam. So the 20th century Europe wasn't the beginning of fascism. And we see the Islamization of Europe. And, of course, there's a push for Islamization in the West as well. Again, last two years, people like, oh, well, uh, socialism, Marxism, communism. (laughs) Yes, those are valid concerns as well. But guess what? (laughs) Uh, that is anti-God, where, again, the goal of Islamic law is—I'm I'm sorry, the goal of Islam is to have the whole world under Islamic law. Right. So watch the four-episode series you're talking about, but also watch episodes 38 and 39, which is Islamic fascism part one and two. Wow. Uh, we've been talking a lot, especially in the last two years with the Great Reset and the United Nations and all that they're doing, the globalists. We've been talking a lot about communist policy some might say flat-out communism is being implemented in American government and in other places. Uh, the propaganda we're seeing, when they shut down one side and promote one view or talking points, that's communist policy. It's propaganda. We've been talking a lot about that in the last two years, but we forget this green alliance in the red-green, red communism, green Islam. Uh, we just forget about that, and they've been at it for years. Let's go back to um, in the introduction to Sherry Berenz, is that how you say it, Berenz? Yes. Uh, Book, Life During an Islamic Takeover. She actually lived in uh, Egypt, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It says, the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood entered America in 1962 and began inserting Muslim student organizations in American universities. Today, there are more than 800 chapters of these Muslim Brotherhood organizations on American university campuses. I think we need to just stop right there and take that in. And Tony, I'll let you share some of what your thoughts on that. In her book, she talks about the Islamization of the West. In another one of her chapters, she talks about the cutting edge archaeology and historical findings that are really destroying the traditional view of Islam. And I've been studying this stuff for uh, almost a decade now, and she mentions it in her book as well, which is very great because there aren't a whole lot of books at, really at all written on the cutting-edge information, and she mentions a lot of it in her book because at the end of it, she will give you the solution to all of this. Mm-hmm. And that this is definitely one of the most important four-episode series I've done. (laughs) Obviously, there's a whole lot of other good stuff, too. I encourage people to watch or listen to every single episode because they're all independent of each other for the most part, and each one gives you a ton of info. And in this, she talks about the Islamization of the West as far as what's what's happened on campuses, which, hey, Dave, uh, because of the lockdown, everything on campuses has slowed down, it seems, and all the clubs and all that stuff. So uh, that is still a concern, obviously, but... She also talked about just the Islamization of the government. This is something I talked about, Dave, in Lights Out When Islam Rules America, yes. which has now hit nearly 19,000 views on BitChute of all places. <laughs> Praise and God. In it, I mentioned her book, and I talked about in Lights Out the four areas of American society that are being Islamized, and that is government, that is uh, immigration, that is churches. And I am. Oh, here we go. Okay, I've been a while since I presented it. Education, immigration, government and churches. Those are the four areas of life in the West that are being Islamized. Say those again, Tony, please. Education, immigration, government and churches. Okay, and before we go on, I I need to go back to something you said, because I don't want to assume that I know what you're talking about and that our listeners uh, caught what you were saying about archaeology. Um, you're saying what she uncovered and what she uh, you know, pointed out is that archaeology, as, as we know, tens of thousands of archaeological finds support or defend or point to 
biblical truth, things that are written about in Scripture, people, places, times, events that happened in world history, in the Bible, it points to the accuracy of Scripture, archaeology. But archaeology does not do Islam any favors because they don't have any proof for Muhammad's story, Muhammad's, the, what the, the traditions, I guess. Would you clarify that? It's interesting, Dave, how people tend to build the strongest walls and barriers around things that are weak not things that are strong. That's right. And what is the, uh, which I say, <laughs> the the uh, end goal, or the, not the end goal, but basically in Islam, it's blasphemy to question Islam. It's blasphemy to question the Quran. It's blasphemy to doubt a law. And if Islam is true, why is that the case? Why can't you say, hey, study it, pick it apart, do all the research you want, and guess what? Because it's true, you'll realize that everything holds up to par, and that is not the case. It's blasphemy to Christian Islam. And it's many it's, it's basically non-Muslims who are doing the research, who are coming out saying, look, there aren't just problems with the Quran itself, there's problems in history. We go back in time archaeological discoveries for many years, and this just continues to happen every single year, we find more new stories of archaeological finds which back up the Bible and refute Islam. And today there are scholars, and they're not even Christians, but there are scholars who doubt that Muhammad even existed. There are other scholars who say, yeah, he did exist, but this whole thing isn't what Islam teaches. And of course, Islam is basically uh, revision is, is, is revisionist as far as world history. It has Islamized everything. Dave, I have a 39-volume set by a man named Al-Tabari, and this 39-volume set is the history of the world according to Islam, starting with Adam and Eve all the way through Islamic expansion. Wow. The whole the whole thing, hmm. the whole all world history has been islamized and it's a lie. And it's obviously the ultimately the gospel that is share is, is causing Muslims to leave Islam. But Muslims who already have doubts when they get this archaeological information as well which refutes Islam and defends Christianity, that's just the icing on the cake. You know, don't leave Islam because it's false. Become, you know, come to Christianity because it's true. Now, if everyone, le if every Muslim leaves Islam tomorrow, if all the jihadis down their guns, that would make the world a better place, a, a safer place. But guess what? It would just make the world a better place to go to hell from. Mm. Because they're all going to die someday. They're all going to stand before God. And if they've never repented, turned from their sins and put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then they will get what they justly deserve, which is hell. And I can say that because what I justly deserve is hell as well. It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that saved me. Muslims believe in God, but it's the wrong God. They believe in Jesus, quote unquote, but it's the wrong Jesus. And they, if they've heard the gospel, which many have not, they don't understand it. We need to share the gospel with Muslims. If we don't, who will? No one will. So we we expose Islam to non-Christians, Christians, everybody. <laughs> but that only goes so far. At the end of the day, we proclaim the gospel because that's what actually can save a person. Mm. That is what regenerates a soul. And the worldview change is what all people need. It doesn't matter if you're trying to, uh, you know, let people know Islam is false or communism is bad, etc. A worldview is what people is what a worldview changes what people need. Mm -hmm. And what does that? That is the gospel itself. Amen. You can expose you can expose lies, and you can expose the end goals of particular ideologies. That's great. You want to be able to do to do that and to share that information. But at the end of the day, the gospel needs to be put in there too. Because that's the only thing that will change a person's worldview from Islam to Christianity. Yes. That will change a person's worldview from socialism, Marxism, communism to Christianity. 
And that's the ultimate goal is the gospel. But yes, I mean, I could talk for hours on this stuff. If you watch Lights Out or listen to Lights Out when Islam rules America, you will hear Sherry's book mentioned in there too. You'll also hear mentioned my presentation on the Muslim Brotherhood. That's mentioned in there too. And the four areas of American society that are being Islamized, again, education, immigration, government, and churches. Yes. This is about a 45-minute, hour-long presentation. Watch it and share it with others. And go through our videos, our episodes, and you're going to get all the content that you need. And we have more on the way. Well, when we come back after our break, we've got to take a break in three minutes. We're going to talk about episode 52, climate change, gang rape, and Islam. But I want to go back to something we were talking about. Uh, And this is part of, I believe, the introduction to Sherry's book. The life of Muhammad and Islamic history are taught in our K-12 curriculum and in our universities as fact. Interesting, similar to the theory of evolution, right? Without any avenue or options to question them, graduate students and doctorate candidates are not allowed to introduce evidence that contradicts Muslim sources on Muhammad, the Quran, and Islamic history, research studies that introduce evidence contradicting Islamic history have been removed from our university libraries and research programs. Two minutes left, Tony, for you to comment on this. This is part of that Islamization of the West. They've demonized the truth, (laughs) <laughs> and that's when it comes to you know Christianity, that comes to just world history, everything. Again, Islam has Islamized world history. And obviously, the end goal of communism is anti-freedom. It's anti-God. Now, Islam is anti-freedom as far as Western values. They'll say, oh, yeah, uh, in, it lights out when Islam rules America. You know, peace, freedom, and justice are terms that we hear Islamists use all the time. We're like, hey, I like peace. I like freedom. I like justice. But you need to know that Islam defines those terms differently. They use different dictionaries. And in it lights out, you will learn how Islam defines peace, justice, freedom, human rights, which sound appealing, but they are Islamized definitions. So the Islamization has happened on school campuses. They have removed truth. They have removed, they want to remove everything that has Judeo-Christian worldview to it. Yes. Why? Because they want the Islamic worldview to spread. Now they're working with the communists who are completely anti-God, and this should technically be a wake-up call for Muslims out there. I don't agree with you, You need to repent. You need to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christianity is true. But at the same time, realize who you're working with. The Mm. the socialist Marxist communists are not going to work with you forever because they are anti-God ultimately, which means they are anti-Allah. Does that sound good to you? Mm. No. And good point. Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy how they're working together in the West. And like I said, it's because they are working together to, to, to change the West. And it's just interesting how, again, the last two years, even I myself have, have had, to, had to shift from reaching Muslims of the gospel to, okay, what's, what's going on here? And we've done a number of episodes on that as well. And we did one called, um, what was it called? COVID-19, Government, Gray State, or God. <laughs> that was a, th- a three-part series that we did back like in early 2020, it was near the end of 2020 that I did an episode called Make Churches Full Again. And <laughs> yeah. that was that was banned on YouTube in less than 10 minutes. Wow. Now, what was, and, really quick, what was the content of that that, that was banned? Uh, just truth, Dave, as, <laughs> as usual. You know. Yeah, Make Churches <laughs> Full Again. Uh, man, we were preaching that, brother. We were preaching uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, and we've got to get back to being the church. But anyway, we've got to take another break. We're with Tony Gurley at RadicalTruth.net. We're going to talk about one of his recent episodes, climate change, gang rape, and Islam, plus a little bit more about what's happened with American, quote, education and what they've been successful at doing right under our noses in our schools when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here.
thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Back to part of the introduction of Sherry Berin's book, An American Woman Living in Egypt, Life During an Islamic Takeover, to continue the uh, topics we were discussing with Tony Garule. In America, we have seen the co-opting of our youth via a liberal agenda placed in our universities. This liberal agenda plays an integral part in accelerating the Muslim Brotherhood's Islamist agenda into mainstream America. And since the insertion of this agenda, we have seen, and there are four quick bullet points. Number one, demands for changes to school calendars to recognize Muslim holidays, but that's not all, while at the same time, Removing Christian holidays. Number two, the insertion of Islam into our K-12 school curriculum, while at the same time removing American history. Number three, demands to integrate Muslim prayer rooms into schools while demanding the removal of crosses at, at Christian schools, even. And number four, demands to remove the Pledge of Allegiance due to its reference to God and allegiance to American values. Tony, how did we get here? It's very simple, Dave. In Lights Out, When Islam Rules America, which starts off <laughs> with education, yep. the, that, that segment of the presentation starts off with a video of a lady who was speaking and was broadcast on C-SPAN on August 7th, 1989. So how many of you guys were watching C-SPAN in 89 and saw this presentation live? <laughs> you should have. The, the video is on is in Lights Out When Islam Rules America, and she talks about the goal of making America Muslim, wow. all of America Muslim, hmm. and how they need to Islamize the education system to make more people Muslim. Now, it's important to know at the end of the day that whereas Christianity – According to you know Christianity, I, just, I say the Bible, etc. The the goal is that each person in the world repent and put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation for their salvation. The goal of Islam isn't for everyone to become Muslim. The ultimate goal of Islam is that the whole world is under Sharia, Islamic law. If everyone in the in the world becomes Muslim, yeah, that's a that's a great that's great that's a bonus. But it, it's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to have the entire world under Sharia. Now that is mentioned in the presentation, but again, on this education part in particular, this woman does talk about the Islamization of the educational system. You have a number of news stories in each of the four areas of lights out, but as far as the education one, yeah, U.S. school urges teachers to bless Muslim students in Arabic. U.S. school lets Muslims interrupt classes to convert students. You learn about a book that, that has exposed the Islamization of American schools, especially Seventh graders, uh, it talks about seventh graders in California in particular, in, in the one account mentioned in here. Teachers scared to teach lessons on 9-11 terror attack. Mm -hmm. Muslim college in Berkeley, California, buys Lutheran seminary campus. Wow. And Islamist infiltration of American universities, which has been happening for a long, long time. Yes, yes. You, you find that the funding of universities in America, the most well-known universities, they do get money from U.S. taxpayers, but if you look at the funding from Muslim nations for American universities, it is sometimes 20 times the amount as um, U.S. taxpayers have given to those schools. Mm -hmm. So if you're given millions and millions of dollars to university campuses, like hundreds of millions, look at Georgetown University. How much do they get from U.S. taxpayer for the Mideast Studies funding? $484,000. How much did they get from Muslim nations for Mideast Studies funding? $377 million. So at the end of the day, who gets to say what your curriculum will include? Wow. Um, let's just go back to 2011 because we're running out of time. Just a couple other bullet points here and just to refresh our audience's memories. In 2011, the Obama administration backed the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, and in Iraq and in Libya, and the rebel opposition groups that were attempting to overthrow the Syrian government 
And let's just go back to a couple other points. Obama promised to create a civilian national security force. And throughout his presidency, we most of us remember a massive effort to demonize police. And there were several instances where police were told to stand down. One more point, Tony, I'll let you uh, just share your thoughts on this. Within weeks after Obama was elected, the State Department held an alliance of youth movements summit and Muslim Brotherhood youth attended. Also at this summit, guess what? Representatives from CNN, MSNBC, other mainstream media, as well as Facebook and Google. Tell us a little bit about this summit and Obama's influence. You're you're talking about the summit that took place in Egypt? Yes. So, yeah, this took place, and from what I've studied, the Muslim Brotherhood leaders were basically sitting in the front row. Mm -hmm. I remember remember that. And and, and this was mentioned in Lights Out, When Islam Rules America. And let me pull it up here. It's been, uh, like I said, I need need to update this one. (laughs) And basically, this part, which would fall under government, the main resource that I encourage people to get, and thankfully it's back in print, I believe, but if nothing else, you can get the digital version, and that is Phil Haney's book called mm. See Something, Say Nothing. Yes. And he was the man who worked. He was one of the founding members of DHS. And sadly, he was found dead uh, just a couple of years ago. And, I, and interestingly, that still hasn't been solved yet. Mm, but right. in his in his book, uh, it says on basically this is what I say in the presentation, June 4th, 2009 in Cairo, Egypt, President Obama presented his a new beginning speech. And with Muslim Brotherhood leaders sitting in the front row, he announced the new civil rights based countering violent extremism policy of the DHS, which did away with the initial post 9-11 law enforcement based counterterrorism policy. Hmm. And basically what Phil told people in his book is that Whereas after 9-11, it was about catching terrorists and so on. It was moved to this, oh, you're a Muslim? Oh, are your rights being infringed upon? And so on. It's, it's like that became the focus of the entire thing. That's right. And this is what his book mentions. Again, he gives you a, a diary account. I mean, Phil had what seemed to be a photographic memory. He wrote in shorthand uh, he was on top of his his thing. And mm-hmm. to get that book too, get Sherry's book, but get Phil Haney's book called See Something, Say Nothing. And this will give you all that you need to know about Islamization at the government level and, and catering to Islam at the government level. Tony, I think if I remember right, you and I talked about Phil Haney's death. I mean, Jan Markell talked about it. Um, John Haller, a lot of us were trying to raise awareness about what happened and the fact that he was likely murdered uh, for trying to just expose this. It, it's just fascinating that the cover-ups we've seen. But let's let's now shift because we've only got, uh, let's see, six minutes left. Uh, let's shift to your brand new episode and just tell us some bullet points about climate change, gang rape and Islam. What a provocative title. What's that about? <laughs> Yeah, I let people know. Uh, I didn't <laughs> technically say, oh, let me go ahead and make a provocative title. Actually, in, in it, you will see different news stories which tie these topics together, believe it or not. And right away, we start off with climate change. And is that something we really need to be worried about? And I give an example, and it's very easy for anyone to go to national uh, weather dot, or weather.com or whatever the National Weather Service website is, because that's what I did, Dave. And I looked up uh, Denver, Colorado is the place that I chose. Hmm. And it's kind of alarmist to, to, for people to hear, man, Denver, Colorado, they've seen 105 degree temperatures. That was June 28th, 2018. In the last three years, 105 degrees, man, that's like the highest we've seen in a decade. Now that might get you scared until you look at the last 50 years or even better yet, the last hundred years. And I look at the list of 100 plus degree temperatures from 1876 to the present. And guess what? We had 105 degrees a few years ago. Man, that's hot. But we also saw 105 degrees in June of 2012. We also saw 105 degrees in July of 2005. And guess what, Dave? Here's an, <laughs> in, here's a uh, inconvenient truth, also known as a fact. <laughs> August 
in August, uh, I think it says 6th or 8th here, 1876, before cars were even invented, 105 degrees. So, yes, you have hot days. Yes, you have cold days. You have climate change that is naturally occurring and doesn't need man's help. (laughs) God created the weather, and uh, climate change happened many, many thousands of years ago. It was called the Great Flood. You know, they weren't used to a whole lot of rain. They got a whole lot of rain. (laughs) Oh, boy, did they? There were times in the Old Testament when it was dry. It was like famine-like conditions. Mm -hmm. Guess what? God was in control of that. Yes. So, yes, uh, the weather changes. You have sun cycles. You have uh, a, a period. It could be a decade or two where it seems to be warmer than it was before. It seems to be colder than it was before. And in this, you learn that, eh, no, you don't really need to be concerned about climate change because God's in control of it. You also learn that one man who said that climate change would lead to gang rape. Now, how would that be the case? Really? I mean, in his article, in his article, he doesn't mention Muslims, and it makes a point to say, hey, he's not talking about Muslims in particular. But guess what? <laughs> he says climate change will make people from the Middle East and Africa move to the West, and that will lead to gang rape. So whether he realizes it or not, he's basically assuming that all Middle Eastern people and Africans are rapists, because if they come to the West, then they're going to be more rape in the West. So we tie that in to other news stories after two with the uh, violence, like say in South Africa, because here 10,066 South African police officers charged with murder, rape, and assault since 2013. And it also mentions in this episode Katie Hopkins' great documentary called The Killing Fields, Mm -hmm. which talks about the annihilation or genocide of white people in South Africa. Wow. And and, And friends, that is the end goal. That is the end goal of the BLM ideology. It is not Martin Luther King Jr. Hey, can't, you know, you know, uh, judge a person by their their character, not their skin color. Uh, it, it is not a Martin Luther King Jr. organization. No, not at all. The, the, the end goal of BLM, which is a Marxist organization. Yes, black lives do matter. And guess what? Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, Alveda King, denounces BLM. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she knows it's not about black lives. It's about an ideology, which is Marxist-based, using black lives as the uh, thing like, yeah, yeah, black lives matter, but it's because they matter, maybe you should be um, outside Planned Parenthood. Yeah, they're, they're about the revolution. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Tony, we've got to wrap it up with you. Uh, where is the best place? Radicaltruth.net, and then uh, that's where they can get most of your content? Radicaltruth.net, because that if you if you go to the menu, you hover over watch, it'll show you our video plat the video platforms that we're on. Great. You go hover over listen, it'll show you the audio platforms wow. that we're on. A lot of platforms. You can get this information, friends. Get up to speed. And Tony's website is a great place to do that. Again, check out our 200 uh, re- recommended resources. Tony, God bless you and continue to uh, strengthen you for the task ahead, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Dave. God bless you and your listeners. Thank you. All right, when we come back, actually, we're not going to come back. This is it. Monday. Have a great weekend, friends. Uh, Gary Ka, Hope for the World. Uh, we're going to be catching up with Gary and some more guests next week. Brand new guest, uh, Brad Hop on Tuesday with Samaritan's Ministries. Dr. Patrick Flynn from The Wellness Way on Wednesday. Author James Simpson on Thursday. Friday, we're still narrowing that one down. But thanks so much. God bless you. And as always... Keep speaking the truth about things that matter.